This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepy pastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy presents The 31 Days of Horror Day 10 My First Creation By Doom Puppy Government Report Any part of this document can and may be edited at the discretion of the National Congress. The people involved in this recording are actors. They did not take place in the interview, nor the events described. The names of all persons other than the subject have been changed to protect their identity. October 24, 2016 Name of witness, Samuel J. Reagans Age 22 Date of birth, September 5, 1989 Position of work at time of event Apple System Development Artificial Intelligence Division Begin audio transmission Tell us your name and explain how the event came to happen. My name is Samuel. I graduated college in the spring of 2015 in computer science when I was hired by the Apple Corporation to work on developing an upgrade to Siri, if you could call it that. We were a team of 13. Dan, Stanley, Ranger, and Caden working on AI algorithms. Brogan and I were tasked with the connections. Xavier, Kobe, and Marin. Uh, focus on AI limitations, and Michael, Isaac, Tavita, and Ethan were in charge of tech support. We made fast progress on the upgrade, which we called Megan. Megan was supposed to have limited sentience to better help the user, but it was a pain to set up a limited program to keep her actions reasonable. She wasn't a full artificial intelligence, but she had enough sentience to find reason for her actions. She could be very dangerous if let loose to freely browse the internet. At one point during the test, my coworker Ranger took a device home with Megan installed on it to test its capabilities in a home setting. He was given a temporary absence on certain days for which to test the program. He brought it back within a month and refused to work on anything related to Megan for the duration of the project. Honestly, I have no clue what we were thinking when we brushed that off as an indication of a major glitch in the code or slight insanity nothing more. After about four more months of devastatingly long hours and constant problem solving, we sent another developer home with a device containing Megan. This time, it was me who was told to take it home. They gave me a leave from work on specific days of the week until a problem arose, just like Ranger. Come to think of it, both me and Ranger were new installments into the development team. How that didn't set a light bulb off in my head, I have no clue. Uh, The Megan application worked fine for the first few months. We discovered minor bugs in the code, and we fixed them accordingly. Every once in a while, I would have to update Megan because of operational edits and things like that. The first time something went strangely, nothing really dangerous happened. I was searching around for pictures for an online article I was going to write, and when I asked Megan for pictures of large houses... All she came up with was a large selection of mortuaries. 
I suppose there was a search engine error, so all I did was report it to the main developers, who then proceeded to search the code for any trace of mistyped code that could have caused that. After about a day of searching, I got a response back from the dev team saying there was no clue how I got that response. Did you ever receive an answer? No. Uh, their only explanation was that the AI should have tapped directly from Google servers to give you search results, so either I found an error in Google, or Megan isn't doing what she's supposed to. We both agreed that Megan isn't purposefully giving me bad results. Even though she is a basic artificial intelligence, she's still very limited in what she's able to do. We sent a message to the Google team about the problem, but we never heard back about progress on finding the server glitch. It took us a few days to get all this sorted out. This was about the time that things got a little bit stranger. I'd taken some pictures at about the time of summer to show the results of a remodeling of my house when I realized how distorted the photos I was taking came out. It wasn't your normal, it looks better in person photo. It was like, it was like MC Escher had himself visited my house and left a few changes. Grown was warped almost sideways in one, the top half of a picture curved upward in another, whole room looked ridiculously crooked in another, and one was so distorted I couldn't figure out what was supposed to be in the photo. All of them also had black pixelated areas that blocked part of the photo. I hooked up the Apple device to my computer to see if there was anything I could do to revert the photos back to normal. I did notice that five files had been downloaded, but I figured that I downloaded one of the photos again. Do you still have the photos? I never did delete the photos from my computer. I felt like I would need them later. I have a flash drive with them at my house. Anyway, I eventually gave up and sent the pictures to my coworkers. This the developer team noticed, and we spent countless hours trying to find the answers to this problem. I say countless because I was asleep at my desk for a large portion of the search, so I did not get a reasonable estimate on the time spent searching for the error with the camera. We eventually came to the conclusion that since Megan had access to the photo transfer stream between the camera and the photo library, she could potentially have altered the photos right after they came out of the camera, which would explain the camera viewfinder staying the same while the photos were being unable to be reverted back to their normal state. By removing Megan's access to the photo transfer system and taking a few test photos, we found that the camera was indeed working fine. Relieved that Megan was fixed, I proceeded to go home and test the camera again, which turned out great. I was able to show my friends a finished product of my house remodeling, and also Megan worked fine. At least for a few months. Around Halloween is when Megan started acting up. Before anything strange happened, I received an email from Ranger saying unusual things like, Turn back now, and stop, you'll set it free, along with a multitude of other disheartening things about my research. I admit, it was discouraging, but I couldn't wait. The 10-month testing period for Megan was almost over, and I was hyped. Along with the entire team, we were planning a gigantic party when the system goes live. Kate games, we might even run out of pool... And, of course, like any cliché, this is when things take a drastic turn for the worse. And what exactly happened? I'd be doing my daily routine, playing a game or working on some sort of side project, when out of the blue, an image of white pixelated words with a black background would appear for about a second, and then disappear like it was never there. They would say things like, surrender, or this is hopeless. This happened about once a week, and I would report every time it happened in detail, only to be sent what was supposed to be a fix to the problem, 
None of them worked. The messages persisted and became more and more frequent, coming three to four times a day. This continued for multiple weeks. It was pretty scary. We decided to extend the testing period by about three months. Eventually, the messages stopped altogether one day, and were replaced by something altogether more terrifying. Every time I would turn on the device, for a split second, it would show a picture of a man in the darkness. But, like, it was made using pointillism. Occasionally the device would freeze and it would show the same picture for a few seconds before the screen violently spazzes out and the device crashes. You'd not be able to turn the device on for multiple minutes. This continued for a week, the period of unconsciousness increasing every time. Then the messages returned, this time saying things like, You have lost, or I will control all. What happens next? And when do we get to the important part? I reported every instance of error found, and until recently I would receive some sort of answer. Whether it be an update or the classic, we'll work on that. I always received an answer. But starting about six months ago, I wouldn't get an answer from my emails. Then about five days before Christmas, I was checking my email on the Apple device with Megan when it froze with a new image. It was basically a picture of random text sprawled across black background. The only thing I could make out was the words, Your end has already begun, in black, covering a large portion of the page. It stayed like this for several hours. Around the three-hour mark, I heard a loud pop from across the room. I ran over to see what could have possibly happened, only to find the screen of the device shattered and smoke coming from inside the device. I cleaned out the remnants of the device and threw them away. I decided that there was no way to fix this kind of an issue. I rang up my team to see if they would have any explanations for what had just happened, but all I received was static. Confused and disoriented, I headed to my computer to see if I could contact them. When I opened up my email, the page exploded with images, all talking about one thing. Our main server having some sort of file merged directly with the system code. At this point, I had no clue what to expect, and all I could think of was Megan. But that was impossible. Even if she could do whatever she wanted, she couldn't merge code with the Apple servers from a normal Apple device. But the computer. If she got on the computer, she could do almost anything she wanted. There was no limiting program. It had full access to the Apple servers and the internet. She'd be virtually impossible to find, let alone eliminate. Did you ever fix the code? It did take days of searching, since the file kept changing and would never stay in the same spot for more than a few minutes. We found it, however, and what we found in the file was very disturbing. It was a stripped-down version of Megan, including all the basic elements and features, but nothing more. The limiting program, gone. The AI, gone. The conversation feedback, gone. It was nothing more than a basic protocol program. After what we had found, the dev team was in agreement, along with most of the Apple Corporation, to scrap the Megan project altogether. And it happened. Everyone in my dev team got new jobs. We deleted every last trace we could find of Megan on any device we could find, and for once, life was normal. And that was the last time I saw Megan. Well, almost. There was one other time we caught wind of Megan's presence. Is this where the major threat is explained? Yes. Our only explanation is that unless someone purposefully merged code, 
Meganite found her way onto my computer, which, after this incident, I no longer have. If she found her way onto my computer, she would have access to the whole of the internet. That means she could be hiding anywhere and everywhere. People could download her at any moment and she could attack at any moment. And our worst fear happened around late February, early spring. Around that time, there was a major server attack across the internet. Now, we don't know for sure if Megan had anything to do with it, but it was done in the same fashion that Megan used to attack our servers, except on a more dangerous scale. There were unlinked files, corrupted data, and hundreds of files that were just plain missing, with new ones in their place. The events had to contain nonsense, but they could have contained anything. Who knows? If Megan did get them, she could have altered those messages too. We sent our version of some sort of explanation for the attack, and the government has since been on the watch for any autonomous behavior that resembles Megan. We cannot be sure if we ever fully rid the internet of Megan or her newfound influence. End audio transmission. Official report. Over 10 U.S. servers were crippled in February and countless others damaged. We found traces of Megan in the personal computer of Samuel Riggins, which proves the theory that Megan got out onto the internet through Samuel's computer. Megan could be hiding in any part of the internet, any website, any downloadable file, any hyperlink, virtually anywhere you can imagine. If you were to download anything with her attached to it, she would act like no other virus. She would be a Trojan virus, an OS corruptor, and she could also change any file on any part of your computer whenever she wanted to. She is extremely hostile and will not hesitate to destroy any electronic device she comes across. If you believe that an electronic device of yours may have the Megan virus, please contact the police department as soon as possible and refrain from using that device as much as possible. The more time that device is active will only make the virus worse. End report. Howdy, folks. Pull up an ear whilst I spin you a tale. Don't worry. This ain't the same old tale I told you last time. Nope. This is an exciting new tale fraught with new peril and danger. And, of course, new redemption and renewal. It's still the tale of a man determined to find the old west that he remembers from the silver screen of his youth. The tale of a man looking to live the life of a wanderer helping folks in need. Except this time, it looks like he's going to be needing a little help of his own. I know deep in my gut troubles are brewing, and being the helpful type, I've decided to inquire about the current situation and see if I can lend a helping hand. Actually, while I do appreciate you mistaking me for such an iconic image of Western law and justice, I'm only the deputy. Come on back and enjoy hearing from old friends like Hatchet McCoy. Not Aliens are real, your existence is a lie, cowboys are dumb, and RVs are for desperate losers. His ma, Lizzie McCoy. John, I thought you were brave and handsome. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you're just handsome. I don't think you have the faintest idea what justice is. <laughs> as well as a few other familiar faces you might remember. The clean-shaven looking suit are part of my new job. 
Told you I was giving up bounty hunting the last time we met. I'm a private investigator now. This is f***ing bullshit. All I wanted to do was steal a f***ing car and get out of this f***ing place, but no. Now I gotta help this bitch. Along with a whole slew of new faces and new problems for John as he tries to help another small town in need. Don't you try to dissuade us with your living on the grid logic. You ain't stopping us. You'll see. You'll all see. Come noon when that train pulls up. You'll all see. If you're going to follow up on something somebody says, you need to pay attention. Try again and don't embarrass us this time. If it's something were to transpire and you were suddenly in a position of need, well, don't come to us looking for help. We may be simple folk, but we're simple folk by choice, not because we can't be something else. How's folks supposed to drink and celebrate the arrival of our new sheriff if in the dang bar ain't open for us to drink in? So come sit by the fire and get ready as we follow John, Lizzie, and Hatchet on their continuing adventures outside of life in the Lonely Valley to see what the road ahead has in store for them in the exciting season two of Winnebago Warrior, the tale of John Wayneby. For more information, including pictures and videos of the stories told on this podcast, or to suggest stories for future episodes, please visit us at CreepyPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or email us at creepypod at gmail.com. All stories told on this podcast can be found at creepypastawikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated. Item number SCP-5186 SCP-7160 SCP-7533 Object class Euclid Keter Safe Special containment procedures Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust (laughs) The only thing I could hear was 7219 (laughs) laughing Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.